Hello and welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Neverbands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and merchandise for you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible, which is a New American Standard Bible that includes historical documents from the Founders era. You can get one at www.foundersbible.com. I'm following the five-day Bible reading plan. You can download and print your copy today at www.5daybiblereading.com. It is done weekly. That gives room for you to catch up if you feel like you might be falling behind. And that is something that I truly (laughs) hope that you don't feel. I know that you might at times. I know that I feel, you know, like that at times. But it's definitely something that I would like for our minds to overcome. And so that we can look at it as a way to go on a journey together, to commit to being in God's presence at least five days out of the week in his word, and to form a new habit, a a very wonderful habit in being in his presence. And maybe by doing that five days, it might even end up being that you do it seven days, which, I mean, how awesome is that, right? You can't go wrong with that. So if, if you are just finding this podcast today, I'm so glad. Welcome. And if you would like to just go ahead and continue from here and go all the way to the end and then go back to day one up to today, up to this episode, that's totally fine. You can do that. Or you can go ahead and stop this podcast right here and go back to the day one episode and let today be your day one. It's all good. It's all God. And I'm just so glad that you're here. That's all that matters. I have never read the whole Bible, much less than a year, so I will not claim to be an expert because I'm not. <laughs> I just felt that I have been called to do this on my podcast, and so here I am. I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance if I pronounce, mispronounce names, places, and landmarks. I know that I will do this, and if I say something over and over again incorrectly and it's driving you crazy, you can always reach out to me in an email on my website. I would greatly appreciate the feedback, and then I can make corrections if I need to. For connection and community, please consider joining the Move Forth with Grace group. I am not going to sell you one thing in that group. It's just a place for us to come together and to grow throughout this experience as we learn God's lessons. Today is day 29, and we will be reading Exodus 25 through 27, Psalm 90, and Philippians 1. Offerings for the Sanctuary, chapter 25. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell the sons of Israel to raise a contribution for me. From every man whose heart moves him, you shall raise my contribution. This is the contribution which you are to raise from them, gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet material, fine linen, goat hair, ram skins dyed red, porpoise skins, 
acacia wood, oil for lighting, spices for the anointing oil, and for the fragrant incense, onyx stones and setting stones for the ephod and for the breastpiece. Let them construct a sanctuary for me, that I may dwell among them. According to all that I am going to show you, as the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furniture, just so you shall construct it. Ark of the Covenant They shall construct it an ark of acacia wood, two and a half cubits long, and one and a half cubits wide, and one and a half cubits high. You shall overlay it with pure gold inside and out. You shall overlay it, and you shall make a gold molding around it. You shall cast four gold rings for it, and fasten them on its four feet, and two rings shall be on one side of it, and two rings on the other side of it. You shall make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. You shall put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry the ark with them. The poles shall remain in the rings of the ark. They shall not be removed from it. You shall put into the ark the testimony which I shall give you. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold, two and a half cubits long and one and a half cubits wide. You shall make two cherubim of gold, make them of of hammered work at the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub at one end and one cherub at the other end. You shall make the cherubim of one piece with the mercy seat as its two ends. The cherubim shall have their wings spread upward, covering the mercy seat with their wings and facing one another. The faces of the cherubim are to be turned toward the mercy seat. You shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the testimony, which I will give to you. There I will meet with you, and from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim, which are upon the ark of the testimony, I will speak to you about all that I will give you in commandment for the sons of Israel. The Table of Showbread You shall make a table of acacia wood two cubits long and one cubit wide and one and a half cubits high. You shall overlay it with pure gold and make a gold border around it. You shall make for it a rim of a handbreadth around it, and you shall make a gold border for the rim around it. You shall make four gold rings for it and put rings on the four corners which are on its four feet. The rings shall be close to the rim as holders for the poles to carry the table. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold so that with them the table may be carried. You shall make its dishes and its pans and its jars and its bowls with which to pour drink offerings, you shall make them of pure gold. You shall set the bread of the presence on the table before me at all times. The Golden Lampstand Then you shall make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand and its base and its shaft are to be made of hammered work. Its cups, its bulbs, and its flowers shall be of one piece with it. Six branches shall go out from its sides, three branches of the lampstand from its one side and the three branches of the lampstand from the other side. Three cups shall be shaped like almond blossoms. In the one branch, a bulb and a flower, and three cups shaped like almond blossoms. Of the other branch, a bulb and a flower. So for six branches going out from the lampstand, and in the lampstand, four cups shaped like almond blossoms, its bulbs and its flowers. A bulb shall be under the first pair of branches coming out of it, and a bulb under the second pair of branches coming out of it, and a bulb under the third pair of branches coming out of it, for the six branches coming out of the lampstand. Their bulbs and their branches shall be of one piece with it. All of it shall be one piece of hammered work of pure gold. 
Then you shall make its lamps seven in number, and they shall mount its lamps so as to shed light on the space in front of it. Its snuffers and their trays shall be of pure gold. It shall be made from a talent of pure gold with all these utensils. See that you make them after the pattern for them, which was shown to you on the mountain. Curtains of Linen, chapter 26. Moreover, you shall make the tabernacle with, the, with ten curtains of fine twisted linen and blue and purple and scarlet material. You shall make them with cherubim, the work of a skillful workman. The length of each curtain shall be 28 cubits, and the width of each curtain four cubits, and all the curtains shall have the same measurements. Five curtains shall be joined to one another, and the other five curtains shall be joined to one another. You shall make loops of blue on the edge of the outermost curtain on the, in the first set, and likewise you shall make them on the edge of the curtain that is outermost in the second set. You shall make fifty loops in the one curtain, and you shall make fifty loops on the edge of the curtain that is in the second set. The loops shall be opposite each other. You shall make fifty clasps of gold and join the curtains to one another with the clasps so that the tabernacle will be a unit. Curtains of goat's hair. Then you shall make curtains of goat's hair for a tent over the tabernacle. You shall make eleven curtains in all. The length of each curtain shall be thirty cubits, and the width of each curtain four cubits. The eleven curtains shall have the same measurements. You shall join five curtains by themselves and the other six curtains by themselves, and you shall double over the sixth curtain at the front of the tent. You shall make fifty loops on the edge of the curtain that is outermost in the first set, and fifty loops on the edge of the curtain that is outermost in the second set. You shall make fifty clasps of bronze, and you shall put the clasps into the loops and join the tent together so that it will be a unit. The overlapping part that is left over in the curtains of the tent, the half curtain that is left over, shall lap over the back of the tabernacle. The cubit on one side and the cubit on the other of what is left over in the length of the curtains of the tent shall lap over the sides of the tabernacle on one side and on the other to cover it. You shall make a covering for the tent of ram's skins dyed red and a covering of porpoise skins above. Boards and sockets. Then you shall make the boards for the tabernacle of acacia wood standing upright. Ten cubits shall be the length of each board and one and a half cubits the width of each board. There shall be two tenons for each board fitted to one another. Thus you shall do for all the boards of the tabernacle. You shall make the boards for the tabernacle 20 boards for the south side. You shall make 40 sockets of silver under the 20 boards, two sockets under one board for its two tenons and two sockets under another board for its two tenons. And for the second side of the tabernacle on the north side, 20 boards. And there are 40 sockets of silver, two sockets under one board, and two sockets under the, uh, another board. For the rear of the tabernacle to the west, you shall make six boards. You shall make two boards for the corners of the tabernacle at the rear. They shall be double beneath, and together they shall be complete to its top, to the first ring. Thus it shall be with both of them, they shall form the two corners. There shall be eight boards with their sockets of silver, sixteen sockets, two sockets under one board, and two sockets under another board. Then you shall make bars of acacia wood, five for the boards and of one side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the other side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the side of the tabernacle for the rear side to the west. 
The middle bar in the center of the boards shall pass through from end to end. You shall overlay the boards with gold and make their rings of gold as holders for the bars, and you shall overlay the bars with gold. Then you shall erect the tabernacle according to its plan, which you have been shown in the mountain. The veil and screen. You shall make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet material and fine twisted linen. It shall be made with cherubim, the work of a skillful workman. You shall hang it on four pillars of acacia overlaid with gold, their hooks also being of gold on four sockets of silver. You shall hang up the veil under the clasps and shall bring in the Ark of the Testimony there within the veil, and the veil shall serve for you as a partition between the holy place and the holy of holies. You shall put the mercy seat on the Ark of the Testimony in the holy of holies. You shall set the table outside the veil and the lampstand opposite the table on the side of the tabernacle toward the south, and you shall put the table on the north side. You shall make a screen for the doorway of the tent of blue and purple and scarlet material and fine twisted linen, the work of a weaver. You shall make five pillars of acacia for the screen and overlay them with gold, their hooks also being of gold, and you shall cast five sockets of bronze for them. The Bronze Altar Chapter 27. And you shall make the altar of acacia wood five cubits long and five cubits wide. The altar shall be square, and its height shall be three cubits. You shall make its horns on its four corners. Its horns shall be of one piece with it, and you shall overlay it with bronze. You shall make its pails for removing its ashes, and its shovels, and its basins, and its forks, and its fire pans. You shall make all of its utensils of bronze. You shall make for it grating of network of bronze, and on the net you shall make the four bronze rings at its four corners. You shall put beneath under the ledge of the altar so that the true net will reach halfway up the altar. You shall make poles for the altar, poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with bronze. Its poles shall be inserted into the rings so that the poles shall be on the two sides of the altar when it is carried. You shall make it hollow with planks, as it was shown to you in the mountain, so they shall make it. Court of the Tabernacle You shall make the court of the tabernacle. On the south side there shall be hangings of for the court of fine twisted linen, 100 cubits long for one side. And its pillars shall be 20, with their 20 sockets of bronze. The hooks of the pillars and their bands shall be of silver. Likewise, for the north side, in length there shall be hangings 100 cubits long and its 20 pillars with their 20 sockets of bronze. The hooks of the pillars and their bands shall be of silver. For the width of the court on the west side shall be hangings of 50 cubits with their 10 pillars and their 10 sockets. The width of the court on the east side shall be 50 cubits. The hangings for one side of the gate shall be 15 cubits with their three pillars and their three sockets. And for the other side shall be hangings of fifteen cubits with their three pillars and their three sockets. For the gate of the court shall be a screen of twenty cubits of blue and purple and scarlet material and fine twisted linen, the work of a weaver, with their four pillars and their four sockets. All the pillars around the court shall be furnished with silver bands, with their hooks of silver and their sockets of bronze. The length of the court shall be one hundred cubits and the width fifty throughout and the height five cubits of fine twisted linen and their sockets of bronze. 
all the utensils of the tabernacle used in all its service and all its pegs and all the pegs of the court shall be of bronze. You shall charge the sons of Israel that they bring you clear oil of beaten olives for the light to make lamp, make a lamp burn continually. In the tent of meeting outside the veil, which is before the testimony, Aaron and his sons shall keep it in order from evening to morning before the Lord. It shall be a perpetual statute throughout their generations for the sons of Israel. Psalm 90, God's eternity and man's transitoriness, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you gave birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man back into dust and say, return, O children of men. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it passes by or as a watch in the night. You have swept them away like a flood. They fall asleep. In the morning, they are like grass which sprouts anew. In the morning, it flourishes and sprouts anew. Toward evening, it fades and withers away. For we have been consumed by your anger and by your wrath, we have been dismayed. You have placed our iniquities before you our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days have declined in your fury. We have finished our years like a sigh. As for the days of our life, they contain 70 years, or if due to strength, 80 years. Yet their pride is but labor and sorrow, for soon it is gone and we fly away. Who understands the power of your anger and your fury according to the fear that is due you? So teach us to number our days, that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. Do return, O Lord, how long will it be, and be sorry for your servants. O satisfy us in the morning with your loving kindness, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days you have afflicted us, and the years we have seen evil. Let your work appear to your servants, and your majesty to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us, and confirm for us the work of our hands. Yes, confirm the work of our hands. The Letter of Paul to the Philippians Thanksgiving, Chapter 1 Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, including the overseers and deacons. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all, in the view your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. For it is only right for me to feel this way about you all, because I have you in my heart, since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of grace with me. For God is my witness, how I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, 
so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. The Gospel is Preached Now I want you to know, brethren, that my circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the Gospel, so that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known throughout the whole Praetorian Guard and to everyone else, and that most of the brethren, trusting in the Lord because of my imprisonment, have far more courage to speak the word of God without fear. Some, to be sure, are preaching Christ even from envy and strife, but some also from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition rather than from pure motives, thinking to cause me distress in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that I will not be put to shame in anything but that with all boldness Christ will even now, as always, be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. To live is Christ. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I am to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which to choose. But I am hard-pressed from both directions, having the desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is very much better. Yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that your proud confidence in me may abound in Christ Jesus through my coming to you again. Only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, in no way alarmed by your opponents, which is a sign of destruction for them, but of salvation for you, and that too, from God. For to you it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake, experiencing the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here to be in me. And that concludes today's readings. As I was reading through Exodus today with the specific directions on how to build the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, it's, it really kind of just took me, you know, again, another just awe moment. I mean, he instructed them how to do this, which means that they didn't know how to do it before God instructed them. At least that's what I take from this. It needed to be done in a specific way. And it's like the ark with Noah. He instructed him how to do that. Can, can you imagine just 
following what God, what the Lord is saying, and then creating something just as he instructed, not, you know, reading a manual from Ikea. You know what I mean? It's no, you're actually getting the instructions from God on how to build something. It's, it, it, that's just mind-blowing to me. Truly mind-blowing. And that's, I mean, yeah, I, I really don't have much else to say. I mean, it's just so incredible to, to think about that. And over in Philippians today, you know, Paul is imprisoned, and because of his beliefs in Christ and the gospel, and yet his outlook on life is, it remains in a confident place. His mindset remains steadfast to the truth of Jesus. And so that even in his suffering and in being imprisoned, he can still find joy through Christ and knowing that his time on earth is for Christ and it's to live is Christ. How beautiful was that? So let's go ahead and end with a prayer today. Dear Lord, thank you for this time today and for showing us how you instructed very specifically on how to build a beautiful place for you to come and be with your people in Mount Sinai. What an incredible process that must have been. And what an incredible process that must have been for Moses and the people there as they constructed this according to your instruction. Truly incredible. And thank you for Paul and his dedication to Jesus and spreading the good news of the gospel, no matter what, no matter where he was, no matter where he was imprisoned, Lord. Thank you for showing us that even though someone might be imprisoned, that the good news of the gospel cannot be stopped. It was it, it couldn't it couldn't be stopped. Thank you for that. Thank you for the perseverance of Paul and also for his display of joy that only Jesus can bring while he was suffering. Thank you for that example that we can refer to whenever we need that. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here. If you're enjoying this, please share this with someone in your life. It doesn't have to start on January 1st. They can start their year today. We are asked, just like Paul and the disciples, to share the good news no matter where we are, no matter what suffering we might be experiencing. We are called to spread the joy and the truth of Jesus. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. 
Take care.